Welcome to Bible Insights with Wayne Conrad. God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Today's topic, Kingdom Secrets. Jesus often told simple, everyday life stories that carried profound meaning. One of the most well-known is that of the farmer who sowed seeds. The seed fell on different types of soil, and where it landed determined the outcome. Jesus exhorts his listeners, He who has ears, let him hear. There is a general application in this story that anyone could understand. His disciples, however, knew that there was more to the meaning of the story than what was on the surface. And part of the reason for this is that Jesus had introduced his telling of these parables with a statement, the kingdom of God as if is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. But when he was speaking in the general population to all the people, he didn't speak about the kingdom. He simply told the story of the farmer and the seeds landing in different types of soil with a different response grow. So now his disciples know there's more meaning to the story than what was on the surface. And so after the crowd dispersed, his disciples asked him what the parable meant. And so he said to them, to you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God. But to others I speak in parables, so that looking they may not perceive and listening they may not understand. So here's what arises when we hear the story. The question that comes to our mind, when the seed, that is, the word is sown, why do some receive it with joy and produce abundant fruit? And on the other hand, others allow it to be snatched away and it quickly dies in times of persecution or tribulation. So here again, no fruit for the kingdom of Christ comes forth. Nor is a fruit produced in the third situation. The culture and mindset of popular culture takes over and effectively chokes the words so that no fruit is produced. So why? What is the mystery involved here? Why, we might ask, is it that my heart is devoted to Jesus Christ and it's bearing fruit, but my neighbor or my family member, or someone who I've I've witnessed to has heard the same word, but has not welcomed it or received it, and is bearing no fruit for the kingdom of God. That's the question in the disciples' mind. And so Jesus gives the answer, Mark chapter 4, beginning at verse 10. To you, speaking to his disciples, has been given the secret of the kingdom of God, but for those outside, everything is in parables, so that they may indeed see, but not perceive. They may indeed hear, but not understand, lest they should turn and be forgiven. To some, in particular here, the disciples, were given the secret of the kingdom of God, but others on the outside were there listening to the same preaching as the disciples of Jesus. But for them, it made no sense. It was not understandable. And many rejected that word. So it's God's electing grace and his eternal purposes 
that comes to the forefront here. He, and he alone, creates the heart-soul which calls some to hear, and not just hear, but to receive and embrace the word, to grasp it and to cling to it and hold it as precious. God has chosen them. God calls them, and God causes them to understand that call. To God be the glory for sending his Son to bring into existence the gospel and for the work of his Spirit to create faith in those who hear the word with understanding, joy, and commitment. Now, he tells the story again with an explanation. Luke records the following. Jesus is giving his explanation. Now, here the parable is. Here's the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. That wasn't said at the beginning. It was just said a farmer goes out to sow seed. So the seed is the word of God. Now, the soil is represented by where the seed lands. So it lands at four different places. The ones on the path are those who've heard And then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. Second, the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy, but these have no root. They believe only for a while and in a time of testing fall away. As for what fell among the thorns, these are the ones who hear it, but as they go on their way, they're choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life and their fruit does not mature. But as for that in the good soil, these are the ones who, when they hear the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patient endurance. So we have to determine who is the sower, what form does the seed of the word take, and what is the response and why. So let's begin first with the sower. The sower, a planter, or farmer, who goes out to sow his seed. He's planting the crop. So on the sower, on the first level of interpretation, Jesus is speaking of himself as the messenger sent from God. He's the messenger of the covenant. But this messenger sent from God is also one who is God the Word. In the immediate context of his story, Jesus is speaking of his own ministry going on then, of speaking his message to the multitudes, often with signs accompanying it. These are signs that point to him as the promised one, as the son of David, as the one who is to come in the promises of God. So in the immediate context of his speaking, this parable is speaking about Jesus himself. So Jesus is the first farmer who in his own day, in his own ministry, is scattering the seed with certain responses from people. On the second level, Jesus is speaking of his ministry that is shared with his disciples. First, the groups of 12, and then later, the groups of 72. Now, I'm not sure when he told this story, if it was before the 72 or after, but it was certainly after the 12 had been out ministering in his name. So on the second level, 
The sower are those who share the word of the gospel, the message of the kingdom. The third level of interpretation will be how that ministry continues through the centuries in the activity of the church of God. As the members of the church, that is, true Christians, share the message of Jesus Christ with others, and especially as those appointed to preach and teach the word of God, preach it and teach it to others. These are the sores. First, Christ himself. Second, his own disciples in the day of his ministry. Third, his disciples after his ascension in the early church, and fourthly, those who continue to be his ministers of the word today. This is the sower who sows the seed. So, secondly, what is the seed? Well, let me go back and just tell you a couple of biblical foundations for what I said, that it goes beyond Jesus We read in Acts 8.12, Philip preached the good news concerning the kingdom of God. So sometimes people have in their minds that the kingdom message that Jesus spoke in his day is somehow different from the gospel that Paul and Peter and James write about in the epistles. But that's not true. It's the same message. And here's part of the evidence of that. Because Jesus, speaking to Nicodemus in John chapter 3, at the beginning of his ministry, he spoke to Nicodemus and said that we must be born again in order to see the kingdom of God. And he also spoke in the same context to Nicodemus that just as Moses lifted up the serpent on the pole in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up on the cross. He must be lifted up that people may believe him. So he was talking early on about his crucifixion. So the, the message of the kingdom involves who Jesus is and what Jesus does in his saving the action, saving actions to rescue people from the kingdom of darkness, the dominion of Satan, and to bring them into the kingdom of God. And this is what is shared in the Acts. In Acts 8, 12, Philip preached the good news concerning the kingdom of God. He talked about Jesus being the fulfillment of Isaiah 53, and when the Ethiopian eunuch understood it, he asked to be baptized because he understood who Christ was and what he had done to save him, and Jesus' command that those who believe should be baptized. So we ask immediately to be baptized. Then we read in Acts chapter 28, verses 30 and 31, tells us that Paul remained two whole years in his own rented dwelling, it's in Rome, under police guard, by the way, and welcomed all those coming to him, proclaiming the kingdom of God. So if you look at the preaching message summaries in the Acts, you can understand that the message about the kingdom of God is a message about who Jesus is and about his saving actions of death, burial, resurrection, and ascension in fulfillment of God's word of prophecies concerning the Messiah who would come as the mediator, the only mediator between God and man. So that's the farmer, the sower. 
Jesus himself is the principal sower. Jesus also, by the way, is the first fulfillment of the seed. Jesus said the seed is the word of God. Now, it's the word of God, especially in his saving message, the saving word. So the seed equals the word of God. In the most general sense, it's the revelation of God for the redemption of people. But foremost, the word is Jesus himself in the announcement of his redemptive actions. Now we hear this primarily in the word of God itself. We read in John chapter 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we've seen his glory, glories of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. No one has ever seen God, the only God who is at the Father's side. He has made him known. So Jesus is the first fulfillment and the principal fulfillment of the seed. The word equals the Messiah, Jesus himself, in his person in work on behalf of guilty sinners. We read in John chapter 6, after many of Jesus' surface disciples, those who had landed on the rock and among the thorns and the birds had picked up, they began to leave him when he kept talking about giving his body for the salvation of people. And Jesus turned to his own 12 and he said, will you also go away? And Peter responded, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And we have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. John 6, 68. Then Jesus himself, when he was on trial before Caiaphas, the high priest, under a oath that the high priest confessed or said to him, Jesus confessed to the high priest that he was the fulfillment of Daniel's prophecy in Daniel 7. And he said, I tell you from now on, you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven, Matthew twenty-seven sixty-four. Then Jesus, a few hours later before Pilate said, my kingdom is not of this world. So the word about Jesus, the Messiah King, who brought or who bought his subjects by his own blood, this is the message of the kingdom that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas and then to the twelve and then to five hundred and last of all to Paul. So, first of all, the seed is the word, Jesus the Messiah himself. Secondly, the seed is the word delivered by messengers. Okay? The Lord gave the word, we read in Psalm 68, 11, and great was the company of the preachers. So, secondly, the word is the preached word. So we have the incarnate word, Jesus Christ himself, and we have the preached word. The words that Jesus himself spoke, he said of those words, the words I have spoken to you, they are spirit and they are life. So, in the second related context, a close context of when Jesus is speaking, we have the, the sower being Christ himself and immediate context also his disciples who were sent out to broadcast his word, the message of who Jesus is with accompanying signs of the kingdom. 
with an extended application based on Christ's command before his ascension is the announcement of the word of the gospel by any disciple, but especially his called ministers of the word of God, not only in the early day stages of the church recorded in Acts, but throughout the history of the church. And what word do they sow? Well, it's the word of God. The word of God, which is first of all the Messiah, Jesus himself, and that it is the word about him delivered by messengers. Listen to 1 Thessalonians 2.13. Paul is writing, And we also thank God continually, because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as a human word, but as it actually is the word of God, which is indeed at work in you who believe. And 1 Peter 2, 3, the Apostle Peter writes, For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring word of God. So what is the heart of that message? Well, Paul records it for us in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 18 through 21. God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against him, and entrusted to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So we read in the book of Acts, after the persecution fell on the Jerusalem, early Jerusalem church, now those who were scattered went about preaching the word. And it's called in Acts 15.35, the word of the Lord. In Acts 14.7, it says they bore witness to the word of his grace. Then we read about Philip in Acts chapter 8. Philip went down to the city of Samaria and proclaimed to them the Christ. And we read in verse 12, And when they believed Philip as he preached the good news about the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized both men and women. Okay? Colossians 1.13 says, He rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of the Son he loves. So, the explanation of the, of the parable. Jesus says the sower is himself in his speaking ministry, his disciples in the ministry they shared with him, his ambassadors, that is, the ministers in the church of God, the evangelists, those who tell the story of Christ to others. What do they tell? They sow the seed of the word of God, which is principally a message about Jesus Christ himself, and what he has done for the salvation of people. Now, it lands on the soil. The soil is the hearts and minds of the people who hear the word of God. Now, in the first instance, the general understanding of the parable is the exhortation, be careful how you listen to God's word. But what's the real point of the story as far as the disciples and the secret of the kingdom of God. Here's the main point. Jesus tells the story's explanation to the disciples 
as a word of encouragement to them. Because the high point of the story is not about the seeds that fell on the rock or on the path or among the thorns. The highlight of the story is the seeds that landed in the good soil and that produced an abundant harvest of 30% fold or 80%, 60%, 100%, a great abundant harvest from a seed that's sown in the soil that's been prepared by the Spirit of God according to the elective purpose of God from all eternity. This is the secret of the kingdom of God. You see, Jesus came establishing the kingdom. It was establishing himself as the king of the kingdom and in those he gathered around him, those who attached themselves to him by true faith in him as God's Messiah. And that continues to be the way the kingdom grows in this world. It's not a kingdom that comes with military might and power. Christ will come again in all his power and glory at the end of the age. But even now, the kingdom is present. It's present in this dark world. It's present in the midst of the darkness of the kingdoms of this world. And he grows by the preaching of the word of God and by God's great grace of regeneration based on his elective purposes. So what's the application? The application to the disciples, to those who proclaim the word of Christ himself, who sow the seed. Here's the application. Jesus speaking to those who will sow the seeds alongside of him and on his behalf. They're simply to sow the seed. And when it lands on good soil, it will, without fail, produce an abundant harvest. Our task is not to try to convert people Our task is to tell the story, to plant the message, and let God's Spirit do the work of bringing about the harvest that God has promised. In God's good time, the seed planted in good soil will bear the fruit that we desire. Our job, the job of the sower, the job of the Christian who shares the message, is to simply share the message, proclaim the gospel. What's God's job? God's task? He is the only one who can make that seed sprout, who can bring it to life in the hearts of men and women. So let us throw out the seeds of the gospel into the world, that is, speak of Jesus to our neighbors and friends and co-workers. Then we have to wait. We can't make the seed come alive in their hearts and minds. God must do this work, and he does it in his own time. We do exhort, encourage, and proclaim. But we cannot bring about the birth or the growth. But God has promised to do that, and he will bring forth a great harvest all to his own glory. Thank God. This is the secret of the kingdom of God. This has been Wayne Conrad with Bible Insights.